0: Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden Kibowitz.
1: Welcome to episode 29. My name is Scott Wyden Kibowitz, and I'm joined by my co host, Rachel Conley from Photoscribe. Hey, Rachel.
2: Hey, Scott. How are you?
1: Um, doing well. Um, so we just spoke to Seishu. That was a great conversation, Yeah. Um, and uh, I look forward to uh, going up to Connecticut for CTPPA to teach all about WordPress. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and uh, we had a lot of news last week, or yes. last episode, I should say. And uh, this this episode, we've got a little bit less news, but um, very exciting stuff to talk about. Um, but uh, we have a really good guest today. We have Angela Bowman. She is a WordPress instructor and custom theme developer from Boulder, Colorado. And she loves hiking. Makes sense. She's in Colorado. Um, <laughs> she loves travel, art, and backyard chickens. She has been working with WordPress since 2007 and teaching theme development, security, and a lot more since 2009. She's always excited about new technology and eager to share with others through local meetups. She's been a fan of NextGen Gallery uh, since she first discovered the plugin back in the day. And NextGen Gallery has been around probably since she got into WordPress. Um, and uh, she's been teaching many WordPress users about that plugin and many other plugins uh, and other image plugins. Uh, to be specific, on mm-hmm. a regular basis, she teaches she's a lot of artists of all um, of all genres, including photographers and painters, and pretty much any artist uh, out there. She is one of the people educating. So, uh, welcome Angela. We're really Thank excited you. to have you on this on the show.
0: Yes, oh, this welcome. is very fun. It's my first podcast. I love it. <laughs> oh, exciting! Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. So, before we dive into what's going on with uh, with you, uh, let's talk a little bit about some. WordPress photography-related news. Um, I am currently testing a new backup solution for WordPress, and I am loving it. It is the simplest I've ever experienced. Um, it's similar to VaultPress, which is made by Automatic, uh, which is basically... Uh, what I mean by that is it is a... Um, how do I explain it? How do you explain it? uh, in- interme- no. uh Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's the word you would use to uh, to explain how this works? Where it's not just full backups every time, but it's incremental. Sna- is the word it's
2: snapshots.
1: Yeah, snapshots. Dep- yeah. yeah,
2: depending on which package you purchase.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right, they can do least, it daily,
2: yeah. they can do it hourly, they can do it Correct. real time, yeah. um, and you pay it, for those different
1: yeah. categories. So if you're or if you're similar, if you're uh, familiar with Apple's Time Machine, yeah, it works this way too. Where every whatever period of time, it will do a backup. Uh, of any new changes on your site, whether you're deleting or on your computer, whether you're deleting or uh, adding new files to your computer, Apple's Time Machine will backup those or delete those from your backup, depending. Um, So this plugin, it's called WP Time Capsule. Uh, I'm highly impressed. It's 100% free right now. They are working on a premium plan. I'm not sure what that will include. But right now it's 100% free. I'm getting two backups a day. Um, and what they do is, you have a choice to either back it up to Amazon S three mm-hmm. or to Dropbox or to Google Drive. Um, and right, so that's how they're they're making it free for you to use. Is right. they're not using their own server to actually do the to host the backups. Um, however, you do have to connect to their service, so their service actually handles the backups. Mm-hmm. Basically, their service pulls from your website and then send it out to whatever cloud service you're using. So,
0: so does that mean yeah. it's doing it over FTP rather than like PHP? So you have things like, you know, Backup Buddy and some of those plugins, which time out on backups because of the way they handle it. Whereas some backups that rely on more of an FTP connection don't have those same timeout. Yeah,
1: issues. so you're not even inputting your FTP. So I'm not 100% sure how they're actually doing it. Um but, and they, they could be doing it from um, what's you know, like a, a web version of uh, WordPress CLI, which is um, mm-hmm. the command line interface. Um, they, so they could be automating it that way. I'm not really sure. Um, be a but, great
0: question to ask.
1: Yeah, it doesn't time out. Um, okay. Because it's doing incremental, it's doing little files here and there. Mm-hmm. The original one took an entire day to do the original yeah. backup because it's still oh, doing it each file individually. It's not yeah. doing it in chunks um but it's it's amazing and it's free and the cool part is you can literally revert one day back and you can revert individual files if you need to that's wow. fabulous yeah yeah so uh, i'm excited to see what, what they do with the premium i think the best part yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but even a-
2: Volpress, you have to pay for, and you have to go through Jetpack, and there's, you know, yeah. we've talked about Jetpack on this show a lot about mm-hmm. it being bloated and having to turn on and off. And if you're, uh, you know, a sort of a beginner user, that that's a scary concept. Um, mm-hmm. And then Backup Buddy has problems too. So there hasn't been a great 100% WordPress solution. Um, so this sounds like a good entry into the market, and the price point is right. Have you yeah. noticed any server slowdowns? Because I guess nope. that like you know the broken links plugin check, right. um mm-hmm. broken links checker plugin and how that pulls server resources, that would be the first thing I would think of when I hear of this, and you haven't seen that
1: yeah, no, because it uh thing about it, it's only doing one file here and there, right, so it's only doing individual files instead of constantly scanning yeah you know everything your entire site all the time,
2: but as photographers um, say you upload and you shouldn't, but say you upload a hundred five k you know not 5K, but 5,000 pixel images to one blog post and then that backup solution pulls that one change and it's a big change.
1: Yeah, but it's still going to do each image on its own individually. Okay. Instead okay. of it doing it the entire post in one chunk, um, it's going to do each each file individually and then you you could literally revert one file at a time if you wanted okay. to.
2: And um, photographers don't upload 5,000 images to your website. Right. That's my right. PSA for that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't um, do it. <laughs> now, again, this is this this is brand new solution. So for all I know, some people might be having bad experiences. All I know is, yeah. for me, it's been amazing. Now, I, I'm on Imagely Hosting, so I get backups anyway. But it's nice having an extra backup.
2: Yeah, always, always. always.
1: always. Yeah. And the okay. cool part is I can literally go to my Amazon S3 account and pull up every file right there, and it's, it's duplicated.
0: So yeah, I found... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, the challenge that I've had with you know, these solutions has been the setting up of the Amazon S three account I was for just the go users. There too. Yeah. yeah. It's just really challenging. It's hard. I taught it in my class. I literally have this step by step I teach this backup and maintenance and security class all in one. And just that part is is really challenging. Yeah. And yeah, yeah.
1: Amazon hasn't made it easy to use S three, and mm-hmm. I think that's on purpose because they're trying to make it as secure as possible, and yeah. they're trying to their their clientele is not the average photographer, mm-hmm. um, right? So, for any photographers looking to use WP Time Capsule, I would say consider Google Google Drive or Dropbox, depending on which one you're paying for and has the space, right?
0: Um, yeah, so. Drop, Dropbox I imagine could have some delay and slowness, you know, because in general, just getting files over to Dropbox is pretty pretty slow. So I, you know, I'm curious of how, how it would handle something like that. And of course, with twice daily backups, even though it's these incremental file backups. Um, you know, the thing that I, I guess I would be more curious about is you have the one backup, but then do you have revisions of those files? So for example, you're saying it backs up the whole site, and then it just does files one at a time. So let's say you change your style sheet, is it overriding the style sheet? Or is it saving multiple versions of the style sheet, like time capsule would? Yeah, it's, it's or like time, time capsule. I mean. yeah. yeah,
1: it's like time capsule. So you have multiple versions. Um, and I think the free version right now goes thirty days back. So yeah, you have everything for thirty days. Um, my guess is part of the paid solution will be in- increasing time. that that vault. Yeah, you know, um, archive. So yeah, anyway, we'll see. Cool. I mean, for all, But my my take on it right now. It's the best one I've used ever. Two thumbs
2: up. (laughs) (laughs) Two thumbs up.
1: Um, So I'm excited for it, you know.
2: And we talk a lot about backups because, and this is kind of moving us into the next news item, it's not a question of if your site will get hacked, it's a question of when most times.
1: (laughs) Segway. Segway. Um, (laughs) So the next piece of news is for repeat site hack offenders. Now this, what I mean by that is, your site gets hacked, um, now, this goes for WordPress and non-WordPress, but I'm, you know, we're talking WordPress here. So yeah. your site gets hacked. You pay a company to clean up your site and remove the hack. For example, maybe WordFence or Security or Secupress or any of those uh, services that can actually clean up a hack for you. And then you get hacked again. Now, that's a repeat site hack offender. For those offenders that are... Repeatedly getting hacked, Google is putting a 30-day window on site review requests. Which means, if you get hacked multiple times, you are are no longer request a review. You are no longer able to request a review within 30 days. You have to wait. Yeah. Wow. So that means even if you fix that hack immediately, it doesn't make a difference. It means for 30 days, your site, at a minimum, your site will be flagged on Google as not safe.
2: So you have At, one if, chance if
0: you, on the second one on the yeah. second attempt.
1: Yes. Okay, yeah, on, for, yeah, for repeat, repeat offenders only. This will happen for. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the importance of having backups, having security, whatever security plugin you're using, having hosting that's protecting you, and so on. Everything we've talked about now in 29 episodes of the podcast. Um, you want to make sure that you are um, protecting yourself because now. It's gonna hurt your your brand for you know if you're if you're getting hacked more than once it's gonna hurt your brand because now Google's gonna leave it there on their search engine results for everybody to see that your site's not safe. It seems really harsh it does, yeah. but I think that's their way to crack down on um site owners that don't care,
0: yeah, and also you know the thing about backups though you have to be careful with and how you how we talk about backups because. To me, backups have not been so helpful in terms of hack recovery. It's good in terms of disaster recovery. Mm-hmm. But with hack recovery, the thing is is that whatever vulnerable file, whatever vulnerability you had that caused the hack, if you restore your site to a quote-unquote like pre-hacked version, you could just be restoring the vulnerability.
1: And yeah, so, I, yeah.
0: so, so I, I, I rarely, if ever, use backups in dealing with um, hack recovery. No, oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, so so here's here's what my, my look on that. So if you know when you were hacked, right? Exactly when? If you which is easy to find out because on your server it'll say this file changed on this date, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and your host see, can tell it looks belong too. We say easy in
2: air quotes, Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <me too>.
1: yeah. <laughs> easy, yeah air quotes. Um, so uh, if your host can help you identify, right? So yes. that makes it easier. If your host can help you identify when you were hacked, you can revert to a backup before that, if you have a backup that happened before that. And then you make sure that you update all of your plugins that might have been vulnerable before that hack. So
0: so here's the reality. The reality is is that most of these hacks, uh, sites have been hacked for two or three years. And there's PHP backdoors on the site. So let's say you set up your new WP time capsule and you're backing up. And then the real hack didn't occur... The front-facing hack, the Google notices, didn't occur till yep. last week.
1: Yeah, you rewrite your
0: files and you think you're okay. The problem with that is that you're not okay because you have these PHP right. backdoors that have been there for two or three years. And it was only just recently, you know, exploited.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that would be a, that would be a scenario where any backup won't help. It's any just backup of, won't
0: help. And I'd say yeah. typically the most typical hacks are these PHP backdoors. And they can just, most sites that I see that haven't been maintained or updated, I'd say all of them have been hacked, every single one. And the owner has no idea. And it can take a long time before a front-facing hack ever appears. But I just think site owners need to be aware restoring from the backup could get them into this trap that you're talking about, where they restore from the backup and they're like, I'm good. I've updated my plugins. I'm okay. And they get hacked again because it had nothing to do with even the plugins that are currently on the site.
2: Yeah. Well, and we should we should sort of temper this because our audience are photographers and they hear things like that and, and mm-hmm. it's scary to them. Um, it, this is part of what we preach about you know updating your core WordPress and updating your plugins and making sure that you know at least once a month, even if you're not blogging or you're not updating your website, you are going in there and making sure that these security, potential security vulnerabilities that are existing in another world outside of photography, you know, you're addressing them. Um, But then, yeah, I mean, hack recovery is a scary thing because most of photographers are solopreneurs and they're doing this on their own. And so that's where we really talk about uh, making sure you have a good relationship with your website host, and reaching out to uh, people who do this for a living when something happens and not just, I mean, the other thing about, like, using VaultPress as a service that I like is that they have the power of automatic behind it, and that includes the power of the people of automatic. Yeah, and, so, they,
1: and they, off, they offer uh, hack recovery as well
2: right? on mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. plans. Right. right. So, I mean, there's the question of, um, you know, just having a backup and just having a file. Um, there's one plugin that I really, a lot of photographers use it and it drives me crazy. It's something like WP backup. It's very simple. It does the mm-hmm. same thing in that it just puts it in Dropbox and lets it, but it, for a long time it was only capturing um, half of the conversation. It was only capturing like the image stuff, but not you know your file mm-hmm. stuff, but not your PHP stuff. So when photographers thinking they had a backup went to backup, they only had half of the solution and they had right. no people to ask. So, <laughs> you know, yes, there are these these conversations that need to happen. And I think it's good to be aware of it. Um, but there is the preventative step in that. That's why, you know, hiring the right people, hiring the right services that have people behind it to help you is where, uh, yeah. the you know, the maybe happy middle is. Yeah, and I'd say, you know, people go to extremes
0: with talking about WordPress security and it's super basic. You know, just strong passwords, keep everything clean, up to date, get rid of those yep. oldy moldy plugins. Yeah. Keep your <laughs> Old files Oldy moldy, I love it. <laughs> yeah, just just keep it run a tight ship. Run yeah, a tight yeah. ship, keep things updated, use good passwords. Yeah. And I've never seen a site hacked under those circumstances unless it was a hosting kind of yes, issue. Right.
1: I right. I'm a I'm a big fan of Wordfence. Um because of their their scanner, um, I love the fact that their scanner picks up oddities and emails you if there's something that's strange or it emails you if there's a plugin that needs to be updated yeah. um, or a theme or, or WordPress or whatever. So, um, But there's a, lot of, there's a lot of security plugins out there as well that, that do similar things. Um, I will say that if you are hacked, don't try to fix it yourself all mm-hmm. the time. If your host can't help you, hire a company like Security that can do a hack... Um, yes. uh, clean up for you for like $100 or whatever it is. It's yeah. very affordable for, for a photography business.
0: And I also recommend Jim Walker, the Hack Repair Guy.
1: Jim Walker. Awesome. Hack,
0: the Hack Repair Guy. Yeah, I've never heard of him. That's great. He, he's awesome. He he contributes a lot to the uh, WordPress Facebook groups and he's. Nice. I've sent people to him for their hack sites Um, because you kind of have to do it for a living. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you really do. And you have to stay up
2: on the vulnerabilities. Yeah, for sure. It's it's even, you know, having a base knowledge of WordPress or more than a base knowledge, you know, I've been approached. And it's like, no, no, (laughs) not going to touch that because there's so many intricacies. And, you know, I mean, especially with photographers, your website is your storefront. So it really should be should be like if you had a storefront, you'd sweep the floors, you'd clean the windows, you have to treat your website the same way in knowing that there are chores that you have to do to keep it updated and to keep it secure. And you know, make sure your password isn't password. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Um, And and WordFence also, and some of the others also allow you to do password uh, security. So if a user on your site has a or password auditing, I should say if a user on your site has a bad password, you can force them to reset it or yeah um, there's even plugins that just annually or whatever you set it to force every user on your site to re to um, change their password so yeah. um, which, is, which is a good practice to do yeah. there's also two factor authentication there's a lot yeah. of things that could WordPress be
2: done core but. is definitely much better about that too like if you use a weak password it makes you click. Yeah, confirm use of weak password. You know, the auto password is usually one of a long string of numbers and stuff. So I mean, they're definitely getting much better about it, because it probably from their point of view, if you think of WordPress core, and I say they, it's the open source community. I mean, it's a big issue for them, for everyone, you know, that they're um, trying to solve.
1: Oh, my, my last note on this before we move into something happier than hacks <laughs> is um, is uh, I recommend uh, my personal recommendation for all photographers is is to use a software like one password if not yes. use one password yes. um, because that way you're remembering one password for everything in your in your life whether it's business or personal um, you can have multiple vaults but you can use super difficult passwords that'll be nearly impossible to hack yep um, and and you don't even have to remember them. It's it's amazing. So I, I didn't know you
2: had to pay for that. So I just went oh, to yeah. sign up for a, yeah. uh, somebody else. I thought it was free. Okay, but it's only like two ninety a month. It's totally worth it. Yeah, um. yeah, totally worth it. I had a client call me in a panic because
0: her Gmail account was hacked, and that led to her iCloud Apple yeah. ID being hacked, and it was pretty scary for her. And I had to spend an hour with her on the phone just figuring out how to, you know, get her passwords yeah. reset because she yeah. It, it's a nightmare, and that was a wake-up call to her. She was using the same simple password on all of her accounts.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's I know.
1: That's tough. Um, I will say uh, last on that. Same related to one password is uh, listen to the episode with Brian Matish. I can't remember what number episode it was, but we talked about one password a lot in that episode. Yeah, um, awesome. Including the the ability of doing two factor authentication with one password. So, and awesome. we should
2: we should talk too quickly. Two factor authentication is when you put something in and then there's another factor. So usually like your cell phone, it'll ring there and you have to confirm it.
1: So yeah, it's either a rotating pin number Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, or it's a text message or it's an email, some sort of second way to authenticate your username and password.
0: Right. It's awesome. It's it's the gold standard. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, Angela, what is going on in your world these days?
0: Well, I just finished teaching a six-week WordPress, uh, I don't know if I could call it development builders course. Um, I take take beginning people who want to build sites for clients um, A to Z through the process of making a WordPress site. So we install a local development environment using desktop server. We install theme plugins. I go through all the basics of how WordPress works, how the template hierarchy works, how the loop works. Um, how template files work, and then we get into uh, a lot of CSS and functions and hooks and how to work with a framework, and then take that all the way to now we need to migrate the site to the web host and change DNS and troubleshoot, and it's exhausting.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it's a lot ex- of technical stuff to, have to teach. It,
0: yeah, and and it's and I'm really working with a lot of people in career transition. Um, uh, men and women, um, mm-hmm. a lot of people in their 40s and 50s who had jobs—maybe they were marketing people or graphic designers working in the print industry—and now they're realizing, "Wow, I need to know how to build websites." Yeah, and, and you
1: need to know how to build it on WordPress.
0: <laughs> on WordPress, and yeah. you need to know some best practices. And people get really lost. So there's amazing tutorials out there, Team Treehouse, Linda.com, yeah. all these resources, but no one brings it all together. Right. You know, from A to Z. And so they have these bits and pieces. And so what I've done is brought it all together. And I had one woman drive 14 hours a week to come to my class. Yeah. um, Because she lived in a rural community where people need websites, but there was no training there. And um, so I'm trying to kind of give a new life to people who want a career in WordPress and teach them some best practices. But a lot of them haven't had the computer science background or even HTML, CSS, and so I'm. I become qual- it, it's exhausting.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we we get a lot of yeah. um uh mi- migration people, like the you know career migration people mm-hmm. uh, in our local in the New Jersey WordPress meetup. Um, also in in the you know forty to fifty age range, usually some are a little bit higher uh, in age, but uh the desire to to learn wordpress mm-hmm. they all have this drive and it's it's amazing yes. so yes. it's nice that you're that you're putting something out there to um to to give people like that an opportunity to get it all in one place without having to dig around the internet
2: Well and think about too think about I mean career transition is one conversation and then you know we can relate it back to photographers too that you may have learn something else in college or in your secondary education, and now you're doing photography. But you also have to have these skills about using WordPress, using the web, using best practices, CSS, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I have a four-year-old, and he is in um, Montessori School, and we were at a teacher's meeting, and she said, the jobs that your children are going to be doing don't exist yet. So how do you teach for that? And it's sort of like... Mm blew my mind like we were the generation of learning computers in you know at whatever level you're at in school and now all work-based things are school so our parents our grandparents they didn't have those trainings and yet they're expected to know how to use it so yeah i don't know it's it's definitely a shift my four-year-old taught me how to use the filters in snapchat the other day and i was like (laughs) what is happening I'm very tech savvy so I was yeah. just he just had been around some teenagers and they showed him how to use it and he showed me how to use it and I was like this is so blowing my mind. <laughs> but really um, I do I find- do want to mention too WordPress just uh, passed officially 27% of the web so yep. knowing WordPress specifically too at whatever point in your career is important because it's it's definitely becoming one of the most utilized tools.
1: Yeah, and that's 2% jump in a year.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: it's huge. And 2% of the internet is a pretty big <laughs> jump. <laughs> so, it's a lot yeah. of
2: people, yeah. Yeah, well, with that in mind,
0: I'm looking at putting my course online. It's all in line now on WP Courseware. It's just I don't have videos with it, so I'm filling in a lot of the gaps in person when I teach. And mm-hmm. the, Yeah. I, all the step-by-step instructions are on my website for people, but... But I do need to kind of figure out how how could this be delivered in a way that people remotely, where I'm not talking to them for eight hours <laughs> at a yeah. stretch, can you know, get that's, it.
1: That's, that's good if you make it online and then anybody can to, can get it at any point. Yeah. That's a it's a great it's a great um, it's a great thing to have. It's yeah. you're you're building your own Linda and Treehouse, which is great.
0: And so. and pulling and so, in those resources, so I get I try to yeah. encourage everyone to sign up for Team Treehouse. That's my thing. So almost all my students sign up for Team Treehouse, and I'll give them specific lessons and assignments out of team treehouse to build up their css and html and javascript skills
1: that's awesome you know between linda and treehouse that's how um uh imagely ceo who you know eric um he learned how to develop in a year of spending doing these online courses yeah and using the virtual tools that they offer in treehouse and um and now he's doing all of our themes so, yeah,
0: yeah. So I don't yeah. want to reinvent the wheel. I just want to yeah, help yeah. people just, pull, pull it all together. Right. Well, I love yeah. that yeah. you
2: you do mention like there is no course map. There's a lot of resources, but there's yeah. no A to Z. So yeah. as a photographer, you only have a limited budget. Would you recommend Treehouse or Linda if you had to choose between the two? As a
0: photographer? Wow. Um, in terms of just learning WordPress?
2: Yeah, I mean, assuming that you have like, your technical photography stuff under and this is the area in which you need help which resources you know would be better well is it, you is know, there I'll, I'll,
0: honestly what i feel like has been most useful to a lot of my clients has been the the video user manuals um which is just um step-by-step wordpress dashboard videos that i can install in their wordpress dashboard Yep. Yeah. Um, you mean like and the wp 101 type thing um Or is see. it something that you made? No, no, no. Um Video User Manuals is a WordPress um tutorial. Yeah, it's video video user manuals um is the is the URL okay. and their kind of tagline is still wasting time training your clients to use WordPress. Um, now, this does require you have a developer who has subscribed to these tutorial videos, but you basically install a plugin in in the WordPress dashboard, and now your client has access to all these incremental um, tutorials on things like how to insert an image on a page, yes. um, how, how to use the visual editor, um, what all the g- general settings are in WordPress. And so... I like that as a resource because the lynda.coms and Team Treehouse, it's a lot of time commitment for people to go through. And it's so much to absorb when they're just like, hey, I just want to hyperlink some text. Yeah, You know, that's all I want to do. And the video user manuals uh, allow them to just go straight to that video and and watch it. Or you can tell them which video to watch. So um, in terms of the the end users... um, I think WP Beginner has some great video tutorials. They're entirely free on the WordPress dashboard. Um, I think Bob WP has incredible materials yeah, for end users. I really like
2: Bob WP too, and he um, speaks again to that older generation mm-hmm. that we're talking about. Those like uh, people in transition, um, and he really speaks uh, in lots of different languages. He takes the advanced information and brings it back down. I do. I really like him. Um,
1: He'll be at WordCamp US as well.
2: Yeah. So oh, yeah, before we were talking, we were talking about WordCamp, before we started recording, we were talking about WordCamp US and how we, I will not be there, but both Scott and Angela will be. <laughs> yep,
1: yep, it's going to be fun. WordCamp US is in Philly. I think we talked about this last episode, too. Um, WordCamp US, uh, actually, by the time this airs, it might even be after WordCamp US. But anyway, so um, December 2nd, I believe, is the date of... Uh, WordCamp US, and it's where Matt Mullenweg does his big um, State of the Word.
2: Right.
1: Um, mm-hmm. and yeah. I went last year. It was a lot of fun. I'm excited to go this year again, and then next year it's going to be in Nashville. So wow, well, it's
2: like um, the WPPI for photographers. It's the big get together yeah. for WordPress communities. Yeah. All over yeah. the
1: world. It's big. big. WordCamp US is is a big. It's the biggest or one of the biggest, I should say, in the in the US for yeah. sure. Um, so. Uh, So So, what else do you have going on? Well,
2: Angela, I actually had a follow-up question for you because you have worked with artists. Um, Have there been, um, and I know this is beyond just straight photographers, but have there been challenges that you see coming up over and over outside of training and communication, but uh, unique needs that they have for their websites that you don't necessarily encounter with a typical small business owner?
0: Um. You know, I, what, what I've started to do with artists is I've created these small workshops for artists. So I get like five artists together and I'll take them step-by-step through how to build their WordPress site using a a user-friendly theme. And, um, and it's amazing that they're able to do it and they're able to set their styles and select Google fonts and things like that. So the biggest issue that happens for I think all users and artists, in particularly is they go to some place like Theme Forest and they find a theme. Yes. Or someone has set them up with um, like Genesis or some other theme that it's just really hard for them to maintain their work. And so, great, they have a pretty site, but they can't, it's too difficult for them to upload their new artwork. Yeah. And, um, and then the Theme Forest themes are just so all over the map. Just being able to get the theme to work like the demo has promised is a challenge. And um, once a month, I do one-on-one consulting with people. I kind of have office hours at this uh, at Boulder Digital Arts. And I sit in the conference room, and I see five people, one right after another. And I don't know what they're going to come in with. They're just going to come in with their questions. And usually, it's how do I get this theme for us theme to work? <laughs> and so that's the biggest challenge for... Um, people, and I get a significant number of artists. And when I had encountered all these artists, I work in a place that's full of art studios. I'm like one of the only artists here. I mean, the office people here. So everyone around me um, has an art studio. And they're all like, oh, you do WordPress, I need to fix my site. And a lot of them already had WordPress sites, they just couldn't manage it. Um, so I just kind of simplified it and, and got them going on something that they each could have a very unique look. Um, they could all learn and then they could all easily, um, update their portfolios.
2: Yeah. Now, before we started chatting, um, recording, you had mentioned the difference between what you find with artist websites and photographer websites is in terms of portfolio based versus gallery based, um, do you want to sort of talk a little bit more about that and the challenges or or solutions that you found for photographers specifically, you know, working with galleries and uploading images and any tips mm-hmm. and tricks for them? Yeah. So the difference
0: between a lot of artists and, and photographers is photographers need um, content management for a, a huge number of images. Yeah. And it's such an entirely different need than the visual art, the other types of artists. So artists need a portfolio, and often their portfolio will involve also having an image gallery. So your typical artist might have an installation or they might have a series of work, um, and that's going to be represented by one image in a, like a portfolio grid. And then when you click through on that image, you might then go to a page that has a gallery of images that represents that installation or close-ups of the piece, or if you're a sculptor, different angles of the sculpture. Um, and that's really different from photographers who need to um, manage, you know, maybe 100 images related to one particular topic like the Grand Canyon. And for, for the photographers, it really does come down to um, like a sort of content management for their images. And the confusion out there in the community is that everyone thinks they need a gallery plugin. Well, they kind of do, but there 's no gallery plugins that provide true image management other than next gen gallery and or if they do they 're kind of a little bit of rip offs of next gen gallery and they they don 't work as well, so why bother but I think that 's the thing that um, photographers might get confused by is you know the difference between a gallery plugin versus um a true content management system for their photographs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's, well, I see that a lot. Um, a lot of photographers saying, you know, why should I use yours? You know, why should I use next gen instead of X, Y, Z? And it's funny because, um, as you said, a lot of them are trying to do what, what next gen gallery does, but they're not doing it in the same way. Um, And the, the, it's funny because when, whenever we hear the, the people say, you know, Next Gen Gallery isn't the easiest to use, it's not photographers.
0: Yes, it's not photographers. It's and not so, photographers. so they shouldn't use it. So, with my artists yeah. who need these little sub, like micro galleries or whatever you'd call it, about yeah. their individual installation pieces, I'll usually have them use Envira because mm-hmm. that's simple, it's easy, and they don't have much of a problem with it. And they don't need all that image management. Uh, right. Ability. The problem with Envira Gallery is there isn't a separation between display and content. So, um, or display and you know, it's it's like it's not a content management system for images. And when the display is tied to the collection of images, that's a problem because now you can only display these images in this one way, um, unless you duplicate them into another gallery.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. And I think there's a lot of conversation, too, about gallery plugins versus themes with galleries. So like in the photography space, there's um, a pro photo theme. I don't know if you've ever come across it, but it is its function is to be not only the theme, but also the gallery part of it. So It's really interesting in that there's a lot of information coming at photographers specifically whose business is to sell images. And so how do you display them? How do you uh, keyword them? How do you easily um, archive them and and have them in your website? And I think um, when you talk about CMS, we should probably bring it back to, to that stands for content management system, which WordPress is a content management system. And then to make it more sort of granular as photography as photographers, there we go. As photographers, um, having a gallery plugin can help you to organize those images and then display them in different ways, even more. So, you know, it's interesting when people talk about websites and photographers, and they they don't think they have unique needs. Yeah, but I I think they do.
0: But, oh, they totally have unique needs. And when when photographers get into using some of these solutions, they quickly discover like. Well how can I just have a collection of all my Grand Canyon photos and and then sometimes I want to display them here and then I also want to be able to display some of them here but not all of them. You know, and that's where with NextGen it's great that you can tag the images and then you can get a collection of tags. So
1: or you can enter the gallery and, and just exclude certain images. Uh, exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah. And and so that ability to manage your images separate from how you might display them yes. is both the great thing about NextGen Gallery but also a, a hard concept too. Right. Yep. Um yeah. So, you know, I was teaching this class on NextGen Gallery and and Eric uh dancer would come to the class. You know, what do we call him? The owner, the CEO of Yep. Photocred, eventually, evolve everything. He's everything, but he was yeah. so sweet to come to my class, bring cookies, answer questions. He didn't understand why there needed to be a class. <laughs> yeah. And then once he came to my class, he was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." And,
1: and you know, and he, he tries to to go to I think each one that you do because yes, um, one he wants to support you because you're teaching our product, which is amazing. Um, but he's you're also teaching. You know, other gallery plugins, which I think is a great thing so that everybody sees the the diversity between and differences and they can make up their own minds. But I think it's also he also wants to get feedback right from the people that are seeing what they can do with the with the product, you know, so um, he walks away. And he's taken
0: all the feedback and implemented it. Oh, which yeah. is amazing. Every single piece he's, he's yeah. b- writes his, he's just there scribbling notes the whole time <laughs> and making, making, I'm sure the yeah. development team crazy. Like, Hey, we got to make all these changes. Yeah. You know, we yeah. actually
1: had to restructure our development to keep up with um, all the feedback we get and, and come up with, uh, you know, uh, ways to figure out which, which needs to be the priority and for the next release and so on. So we had to, we actually do some restructuring to, to keep up with it, which is, which is a good thing. Um
2: Yeah. We'll so. talk about a, a user group, right? I mean, yeah. I think that's why having these conversations in group settings like podcast and then, you know, going to, um, uh, what is the word? The teaching thing that your courses, thank you. Courses. <laughs> that was my senior moment, guys. <laughs> um, so having these places where we can congregate and talk about the questions that we have, um, then they can be implemented as changes in next releases. I mean, I think that's the best part of open source for all of this, for Next oh, yeah. Gen Gallery, for WordPress as a whole. Like that's what I love the most about it is that these conversations don't just happen in a bubble, they also happen in like results happen from it, you know? Yeah. Yep. That's the best part.
0: Well, I'm planning to just put that entire course, all my notes, everything that I know about NextGen just online for free.
2: Because, That'd be awesome.
0: because the class I was just doing twice a year and oh, it used to fill up. I used to always get like at least 15 people in it, not as many people now. Um, and I'm not sure exactly why that is, but it's, it's valuable information and I'd rather just get it out there and yeah, and then get feedback sure. and, and you know, provide some tips and tricks. And um, and then, you know, then I'd be the famous person for providing yeah. free next-gen <laughs> <Catholic> tutorials. <laughs> and someone had done that. So back in the day, there was there were people who wrote very detailed, thorough next-gen gallery tutorials because in a way you needed it because at the time we didn't have the fancy um, options that we have now with the pro version. So with the free version, you really needed a lot of technical um, information about how to work with templates and CSS and things to uh, to make next-gen um, look prettier. pretty and yeah. <laughs> all of yeah. that. And now that's yeah. kind of not needed, but there is still something needed to help walk people through how to work with albums effectively and right. just, yeah, I you think know, I think that's yeah. one of
1: the confusing things that, um, that uh, some photographers face is uh, at least we're looking at the different gallery plugins, because even the, the ones like Envira and Foo gallery and that started using our, our gallery versus album concept yes. um, uh, in the photography world, an album is not right. What it is yes. in, in in the gallery plugin, right. so it's a, it's a little confusing. Confusing. I actually <laughs> wish that we could actually adopt Lightroom's terminology, collections and collection sets. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. However, it, you know, it's it's we're way beyond that because NextGen started with galleries and albums. You know, when when the first developer originally had it, so um, we're way beyond the, the the ability to do that. Um, but um, in the photog- a lot of photographers look at it and say, "Well, are you actually giving me like?" A book? Like an album? Like, well, that, is that what yeah. I'm doing? When you, you know? said, it,
2: yeah, I mean, that's always the first thing I think of because yeah. part of being a photographer, especially in the commercial portrait, even, um, you know, if you're shooting landscape, whenever, whatever you're selling, you know, you sell that in, form, in the form of prints and albums. So to hear this web terminology with the album, you mm-hmm. know, Words, it, it sort of is like, wait, w- where am I? What world am I in? Because you're already, yeah. as a photographer, switching hats a thousand times a day anyway. So,
1: yeah, It might actually be even better just to be call it gallery and gallery set, you know? Yeah. Um, or a, a I like gallery collection. And yeah, that collection. seems like
0: just a string replacement you'd have to do in the software. Oh, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, it would be so easy for, for yeah. us to just add an option so you can call it whatever you want to call it. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things like... Is that something that everybody would appreciate or not? You know, we'd have to figure that out. So, um, but yeah, so, so there's a lot of, uh, there's some learning curves like that, that you need to, that you need to come up with when you're using a gallery plugin, what, whosoever it is. Um, Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. And, and there's just so many, I think NextGen just does so much. There's so much so that when you get into the interface, um, it really does take some working with to kind of absorb here, not there, or if I've done it here, I've got to keep doing it here. Otherwise, you know, like when you insert a gallery on a page or a post, you, you've, you've made some decisions in that process. Um, for example, sort order. So if you go back to the Manage Galleries interface outside the post in the kind of central command area, and you try to resort your images and go back to your page, and they still have the old sort, it's like, no, once the gallery's on the page, yeah. You've well, got a, your, You've got. You need to sort it there, or reinsert the gallery.
1: Right. Now now that's different because now we inter, we uh, we switch to visual shortcodes. Yes. So with the shortcodes, um, the sort will obey your default sort order for that okay. gallery. Okay. Okay. Um, you can override it in the inter gallery window.
0: Yeah, and if you do um, that, and you go back to manage galleries
1: to
2: do right, the sort, then, it, yeah, then yeah, then it will match
1: up.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, um, well, yeah, I'll play but, with it. I'll play with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're getting very technical. And that's very yeah, technical. Yeah, yeah. But it is the place, I work with a lot of photographers, and it is the place yep. where they get most confused. Right. Yep. It's like, totally. where Where do I go to do this? And so I'd say one tip for photographers working with Next Gen Gallery is get your default settings set ahead of time. Yep. Like before you in, start inserting galleries all over the place, insert one gallery, figure out what you want your padding, your borders, your thumbnail dimensions, all of those things, set that in your default settings. And now every time you insert a gallery, you haven't, you don't have to make those setting changes yeah. every time. So yeah. that, that's my big tip.
1: <laughs> and make sure you have resize and upload and backups turned on. Definitely. Because that's going to be useful for when you start doing digital downloads with NextGen Pro. That's going to be useful yeah. when you start doing print lab integration, which is still in the works and where it's coming along. Um, so make sure you have those on too. Um, because those are important. Definitely. So, uh, well, so this uh, kind
2: of moves us into our next segment, which is guest-recommended WordPress plugins and or themes. So we've talked about next Gen Gallery. Um, are there any other resources that you recommend specific uh, that you think photographers would want to use? Oh,
0: that's a really good question. I made a couple notes of some of my favorite recent plugins here. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know... I just really s- took a look at Beaver Builder plugin, mm-hmm. mm, and yep. um, and Beaver Builder uh, allows you to do kind of complex layouts within any theme. And so, if a t- photographer is perhaps has an old website, may- maybe they're even on just a basic default WordPress theme. So they might have their gallery pages, which are gorgeous because they're filled with their photos, but they have a page. That's just kind of generic. Um, they might try something like Beaver Builder yeah. to, um, or work with a developer as Beaver Builder to to just you know create a more fancy homepage layout. Um, yeah. So that that's a plugin that I've um, liked working with. Of course, you know all the image optimization plugins are are helpful, but you have to be careful. Um, image optimization, of course, is, becomes huge when you're working, you know, with a lot of images. Um, the, it's so hard because I find this is more of something I bring to more of the typical WordPress user, not necessarily the photographer, because what I'd say with photographers is they really should be optimizing and setting all their, uh, image resizing ahead of time in Lightroom or Photoshop. Like don't, don't be uploading images that you right. that are way too large that aren't optimized for web. Yeah.
2: And we actually recommend um, JPEG Mini, which mm-hmm. is something so you can bring it out of Lightroom. Photographers have resources like Blog Stomp or Fundy to yeah. do image collaging, renaming, and then pulling it through JPEG Mini. So part of being a photographer is having that workflow before you upload. And then by the time that it's on the web, yeah. you know, you've already optimized it. So I, I do. I, but there are great image optimization plugins, too. So... It really is what fits in with what your workflow.
0: Yeah, the workflow, but also just, you know, I work with photographers who are so, so picky. They don't want to see any artifacting in their images at all. Right. And
2: you run it through Smush or something, (laughs) they're going to be horrified. Even the basic, when WordPress, Scott, what version was it? Was it 4.5 when it...
1: They, put comp- in- they had they, they increase the, the compression. Yeah.
2: So I've had, uh, photo- yeah. I mean, a lot of photographers noticed that and had to go to their host and, you know, ask them to put code in to say, can you change the base image compression back up to 80 from 60 yeah. or wherever it went to? So, wow. yeah, absolutely. Any kind of image compression they notice right away.
0: <laughs> so, so one thing that I could say that applies to all, all WordPress users and photographers is SSL uh, encryption. And it's something that's just becoming a bigger deal and maybe, you know, affecting SEO ranking. And so um, I'm big into search engine optimization and anything that artists can do, you know, photographers can do to really put in their alt text on their images and make sure they're making good use of that. But the SSL encryption, the plugin that I recommend for that. If they do install an SSL certificate on their web hosting account, which has become easier and easier to do. The problem is, people will sign up for the SSL certificate on their web host because every time they log into their hosting control panel, it's being sold to them. Right. Secure your site. It's a great idea, but then things can happen in the WordPress dashboard that don't make that work so well. So, the plugin I recommend is the um, really simple SSL plugin. Um, just called Really Simple SSL. Um, Mm -hmm. I've seen people use older um, force SSL plugins and and things and really break their sites totally. So that works really well. And then they just need to go into Settings General and set their URL to use the HTTPS instead of HTTP. And then the really simple SSL plugin will kind of force everything to use the new HTTPS. And... um, so that's, you know, yeah, definitely if they need help with that, they could reach out to a local developer or their web host even and um, and be able to get that set up. yeah um, What do you feel like are the things in NextGen that have changed um, over the course of the past couple of years to help improve SEO for your images?
1: Um, to help improve? Oh, so we... Like, like um... you
0: know, yeah, like in terms of, you know, just... Alt text and, and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So we've uh, some of the galleries originally didn't include alt text. Yeah. Um, before we acquired it, and now they do. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a biggie. Uh, we also integrated with Yoast uh, SEO, so the, it's, oh, nice. uh, it's huge. integrates yeah. with the Yoast sitemaps. Um right. And they're also white white from the Open Graph. So uh, I got to explain that a little bit. So yes. first. Um, with the sitemaps, uh, it used to be that you would have a separate image sitemap from your post and page sitemap. It would be completely yes. different files that Google would see. Um, Google then recommended including the images in the actual main post and page sitemaps. So, uh, Yoast does this by default for anything inserted with the media library. Uh, and this is standard, mm-hmm. standard media library. This uh, I don't even think this works with all. I know it works with Foo Gallery, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think it works with all the others. Um, so we integrated with that, oh. with the older placeholder. Now, here's here's the catch. With the older placeholder images. Um, and so before we recently switched to visual shortcodes, anything with a placeholder image was automatically included in the sitemap.
0: And okay. was, that, was that in the media sitemap that Yoast creates?
1: Yeah, uh, Not the media no. sitemap, the main one. The actual the posts and pages and all that stuff. Um, there'll be an image count, and it'll include... Any next-gen gallery images that you have will be included in that count, and if you actually looked at the source code of the sitemap, you would see all of your in, all of your images showing up in that sitemap. Um,
2: the images that are in next-gen gallery in next Gen right? gallery, yeah, yeah. that right. you're including on yeah. that post yeah. page.
1: We switched to visual shortcodes, and that actually stopped working. So now we have to reintegrate with the visual shortcode part of it, so, which yeah. is not a big deal. We're already doing it for the next release, so no problem. Um, the other thing was uh, the placeholder images were coming up in Open Graph. So this isn't SEO specific, but it's, yeah, sort, it's of, sort of sort of connected. Yeah. Um, so the placeholder image that said next in gallery edit mm-hmm. would actually show up in Facebook if you shared a yeah. that post, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, yeah, yeah. So we actually had to white uh, remove pr- prohibit that image from showing up in Open Graph. Yeah. So yeah. we did that. That was a biggie um, as well with visual shortcodes. That's not a problem at all because there's no actual image <laughs> for it to show up. Um, In in just cause the open graph, if you don't, if you don't designate an image for open graph, yes. Yoast will actually just pick one, the first yeah. on the page. Yeah. So when it was yeah, the that placeholder happens image, a lot, yeah. Yeah. the
2: theme files too, can also do that. So for people that are out there and they're saying, Oh my gosh, that happens in my Facebook. It's like not Pro just photo specific. Theme, right? right. So it's not yeah. just specific to next plugin. Right. But it could be any plugin, it could be your theme itself, it could be. But Yoast SEO, if you go into Yoast SEO, has a place to override all of it so that you can upload a generic, you know, your photography logo, business logo there, so you don't get these other random ones. So if that's resonating with you, there are solutions. (laughs) And it's not it's not usually because of next gen. I mean, that's something that you guys fixed and you're aware of, but it happens with all sorts of plugins and themes.
0: Yeah, Yeah, SEO ends up being, you know, the biggest deal for photographers in a lot of ways. You know, they have this beautiful work and they're like, I'm not found. And often it's because they have no text (laughs) on their website. It's all images. And so for me, working with photographers, getting them to write about their work and describe their work in a way that we can optimize and and break out some of their work into more pages or posts so that we can get more indexed content um is, is really a challenge because photographers are visual people. They're not writers. Right. And so, you know, if they can partner with someone who will interview them and get them to write um, would be great. But but I'd say that's that's a challenge. And then learning some of these little SEO tricks, which I'm so excited to check out Yoast and next gen gallery because I actually haven't done that even though I teach a course
1: using Ghost. <laughs> yeah, just just remember Right now, it's only the placeholder images. So the last okay. few versions, since we switched to visual shortcodes, that part is, is not working, is but working. We're rebuilding it.
0: But so. the That's open awesome. graph and sharing because ph- photographers need to be able to share their work and, and using things like Facebook yep, yeah. and Instagram. And so one plugin that I have been excited about is the Instagram. There's an Instagram feed plugin, so we could put those that in the show notes. Um, if they use Instagram, you can bring in all of your Instagram images onto a page in WordPress, and if you pay for the Pro version, people can interact and comment on those images right on your WordPress page. Oh, that's cool! It's it's very cool for visual artists and for photographers.
1: That's yeah. called Instagram yeah. feed.
0: Yeah, it's Instagram. Um, yeah, I'll I'll give you the direct link to it. Um, sure. But
1: yeah, well, yeah, and yeah, it's definitely worth
0: getting getting the. Uh yeah, I think it's just
2: Instagram feed. Okay. Yep, I have it. by Smash Balloon. Yeah,
1: cool, awesome. And, yeah. Well, thank
2: you, Angela. I You're think this welcome. has been really, really helpful. Um, is there anything else in your worlds that you want to talk about? Where can we find you on the web? You can find me at askwpgirl.com dot com, just and
0: askwpgirl on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, yeah, and I, and I love to connect with people and hear from artists and I hope to get that next-gen free tutorials <laughs> out soon. Yeah, that would
1: be great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, and I will say, anybody who's interested, any photographers that are interested in learning more about WordPress and you happen to be in the Boulder, Denver area, yeah. uh, be sure to check out Angela's classes because she's extremely knowledgeable, as you have heard. Um, and... Um, it it'll be a good a good learning experience for you uh, to get your hands dirty with 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 everything you need to know about your photography website. So, yes. um, so thank you, Angela, for thank joining you. us today. Uh, thank you, Rachel, for being an awesome co-host.
2: Thank you, Scott.
1: <laughs> you can find uh, the show notes from today's episode at imagele dot com slash podcast slash. Twenty nine. So
2: thirty is our next podcast and we'll be doing yep. um QA. So Scott yep. and I will be going back and forth with your questions. Thank you for submitting those. Yep. And then we'll have another guest in thirty one.
1: Oh yeah. Wonderful. Man. It's a, it's it's we've only we've almost been doing this for a year, Rachel. Yeah,
2: I think December will be one year. <laughs> I think it's a, a great journey we've been on.
1: Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. So yes. well, okay. it's and, great and, to meet you both. You Thank too. you.
2: Yep. Until man.
1: next time. Okay. Bye. bye.